I had my children on the floor. I was on my favorite blanket that my grandmother gave me on the floor like a cat. And I realized in that moment, the potential of what our bodies can really do as women. Like I could feel his head. I could do my own internal, like, yeah, his head, I could feel it. I was in tears. I was just in tears and overwhelmed with gratitude. Hi, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast, the podcast that is bringing embodied birth wisdom from women from all over the world sharing their natural birth stories. Don't forget to subscribe and download so that you can always have access to these empowering and positive natural birth stories. Hi, my name is Anna, also known as the Spiritual Midwife, and I am the Natural Birth Podcast host. I'm a midwife and a childbirth educator, and I assist women in optimizing their chances of having an empowering and natural birth experience and a nourishing and healing postpartum. I offer holistic birth preparation and postpartum online courses worldwide for the conscious mama wanting to prepare emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually for her birth and for her postpartum. And if you want to know more about me and what I do in the world, then visit me at thenaturalbirthcourse.com. If you had a natural and empowering birth experience that you would like to share with the world, then you can email me at anna-the-spiritual-midwife at gmail.com and maybe your story will be featured on the Natural Birth Podcast. Now let's dive into today's episode. Today on the Natural Birth Podcast, we have Fridur. Fridur is a Swedish Icelandic mama of two living in the south of Sweden on her farm with her family with the ambition of being self-sufficient. She is a Kundalini Yoga teacher currently in full mama mode while at the same time studied to become a Waldorf preschool teacher. In this episode, we will talk about her two home births and how home birth should be available to all women, just like hospital births are. Frider also has the best labor aid tip, and I can't wait to share it with you. Curious about Frider? Find her at onfrider.com. Hi, Frider, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast. How are you today? Hi, Anna. Good to talk to you. I'm super fine, actually. Um, everything is happening here on our little farm. So in action mode. Beautiful. Yeah, you just purchased a new home, a farm in the southern part of Sweden. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. We lived here a year now, but uh, we have big visions for it. So. Yeah, growing a lot of veggies and having some sheep and wanting to be able to feed ourselves uh, food that we know is healthy and vibrating. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, being self-sufficient. I think a lot of people during these times, the COVID times in 2020, 
are wanting the same and striving for becoming self-sufficient in different ways. One way obviously being growing your own food and having your own home on land. But you also have two little babas. And today we are going to talk about your two natural birth stories. Uh, I know that you recently had your second baba. You were part of the natural birth course with me as mother mom was going through that course and uh, you recently had that baby how many weeks now mm, it's uh, almost exactly three months mm. uh, so I don't know how many me- weeks that makes <laughs> but yeah uh, on the on the 10th of June she's three months old yeah <laughs> beautiful well I know that you have you know, your first born as well. So let's start from the beginning. Please, Frida, take us through your first labor and birth and start with um, the early signs of labor approaching. Okay, so he is now three and a half years old, Indri, my son. He came the year 2016 in December 13. Ooh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the first signs of labor kind of never came. So we were like 10 days overdue when we were starting to get a bit like, um, hmm, we need to get him out now because I want, really wanted a home birth. And in Sweden, you're not, not allowed to, to have home births after week 42. So we had like four days to to like flirt our baby out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like trying a um, few methods that we heard of and then eventually we just had sex then somebody told us yeah just had sex and and the baby will come out and and we tried that and half an hour after uh our love making <laughs> uh my water broke like a hollywood water splash wow <laughs> yeah. amazing yeah, so I was in the toilet and um, the water came and Robin was also in there and we just looked at each other and, hey, it's happening, uh, getting really excited. I called uh, the midwife and told her and um, she had a few hours drive to get to our house. Um, so she said, I'll jump into the car. Um yeah, so by the time uh, our mid- ma- midwife knocked on the door, uh, my contractions had started. Um, yeah, and it, I think it was like 20 minutes or so apart. Uh, so we had time in between to to just be like really excited and playful and preparing the space and uh, making smoothies and lighting candles and so. And yeah, um, it was light contractions. They were handleable, you know, like menstrual, intense menstrual cramp. But I was planning to give birth in the water and um, through the midwife, we had a pool and it was in the living room. And so we filled it with water and uh, I got in there eventually. Mm, And it was really nice to be in the water and floating around and taking you know every new contraction in there and uh, my man he was kind of around and doing things and then when a contraction was approaching I called him and he came and he hugged me and 
Uh, it was so nice to be in that hug with him in the contraction. He was such a grounding energy for me. Mm. So, and we were feeling so connected uh, at that time and really in love. So it really helped also to just be in that bubble with him. And yeah, so it, it helped me also through the contractions. Mm, yeah. Mm, to feel mm. that support and that safety in those arms and loved. And that love increased your oxytocin, which most likely helped you get stronger and longer contractions. So let's, um, mm. let's start from you. So your midwife arrived and then you said that your, you know, your contractions got stronger and eventually went into the pool. So did you actually use the pool pretty early in your early labor or is this more towards active labor? Yeah, it was an early label and um, I was in there uh, for a while and uh, then it kind of stopped. Yeah, because yeah, well, that can happen. Yes, that's yeah. what I was wondering because we always <laughs> yeah. we kind of say to women that, you know, water's amazing. It's like the nature's epidural, but it's really good mm. to wait until you're in cranking labor because otherwise you can actually slow down or even stop if you're in early labor. So yeah, that happened for you. Yeah. <laughs> mm, it happened. And I heard you talking about this uh, when I... Um, when I listened to your online course, I'm like, oh, damn it. I should have listened to this before. <laughs> um, I don't know if my midwife was aware of it. She didn't tell me anything. And she, she's been doing this like uh, many times. Uh, I think I was her, the six, 600 or something. Um, anyways, <clears throat> yeah, it stopped. And I went out of the pool. Um, I think uh, the Contractions started around six or so, and um, when was that six in uh, the evening or yeah, in the evening, and uh, like twelve o'clock, it was finished, like stopped, and then we decided to just go to bed and and sleep. So my midwife she slept on the sofa and, and we went to bed, and um, well, we woke up the next morning, still nothing happening. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, no. Uh, so we had some breakfast. We had a, a really nice forest walk. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I went back to the house and nothing was happening. And I was feeling a bit stressed because, like, my midwife is here and, you know, um, taking her time, you know. And I, um, But she was, like, ensuring me it's fine, you know, and she had, mm -hmm. had all the time in the world and so so, uh, but then she said, maybe I should leave you guys to, to it. I think it was almost, um, yeah, I think we ate lunch even. Yeah, we ate lunch uh, at my mom's house. She lived like 10 minutes away. <laughs> and uh, then my midwife, she had a brother uh, in the town we were living. So she said, like, I'm just going to go to my brother's uh, house and um, give you two some space and just relax. And she said, maybe you can do some more snuggling or maybe you can have an orgasm. Uh, she said, <laughs> love it. <laughs> Bring on the oxytocin. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so she went and we we followed her instructions. Um, I had an orgasm and uh, it started straight away again. Ooh. So the contraction came quite strong uh, after my after the orgasm and it kept coming uh, more intense and more 
like, uh, I think it was like more like 15 or 10 minutes apart. So it kind of went on quite quick mm-hmm. uh, after that. So we called uh, the midwife and she came back. Now she was just like 20 minutes away. And she came, and when she came, I was throwing up, <clears throat> uh, like really intense. I, I didn't, I never heard about that you throw up. So that was like something new for me. I'm like, what's happening? Why am I throwing mm. up? Uh, but then she, she told me it's because uh, the baby's head is on a, some nerve and it's normal. Um, yeah. So then I felt um, relaxed about that. And after the throwing up part, I went back into the pool. But like my contractions, they were not like so intense still and, and not, they were quite, even in the end part uh, of, uh, of it, they were not so strong. Like it was really painful, mm. but uh, it was not like just a couple of minutes apart. It was always quite a long time apart, like, mm. like 10 minutes or so. That's how I remember it. Uh, and also I remember my midwife told me afterwards that I had like quite a long time uh, in between my contractions. Um, so, and also in the pushing part, it was like that for me. Um, yeah. Uh, so I was in the water um, until it was time to push. And uh, I was starting to feel really tired by then. It took a while, like the whole you know, um, getting wide enough to push. Uh, I think it was like, yeah, a bunch of hours, actually. I don't remember exactly how many, but it, it took a while. So I was really exhausted, exhausted by the time uh, it was time to push. And um, so I didn't get any like strength in the water. So I decided to get up. From the water it was mm. also starting to get a little bit chilly in the water because um, I don't know somehow we didn't manage to like keep on putting hot water in it so I'm like I was starting to get really cold mm. um, so I went up and I went into my bed and I was uh, lying on all my fours like on four and trying to push in that position uh, I, I didn't get any strength there either and since it was like quite far apart like uh, in between you know my body's push um, pushes like it was quite a while so it it felt like nothing was happening so I was getting a bit like anxious and frustrated like why is why is my baby not getting out Mm. Um, but then she told us to stand up Mm. and the midwife so uh, she actually placed Robin, my partner, um, on the wall, uh, and I, uh, my back was on his belly, and uh, mm. so he was like holding me from behind, and he had like the strength from the wall, and he was holding me, and and we were kind of like squatting a little bit, both of us, mm-hmm. um, and I pushed in that position, and uh, it, it went better, much better. But it was still like really far apart, <laughs> like the, the, the I don't know, yeah, the contractions. Um, so, like in every new contraction, I really, really try to help my body and and push, mm-hmm. um, uh, like screaming and so, like to get my baby out. 
What kind of uh, sound did you use? What kind of screaming was it? Like in that push part, it was more like of an intense scream, like like a like a wild. It was wild, like a wild scream, not like the moaning that had been before, like in the contraction part. Like this, it was like yeah like some wild part of me it's like ah! um and it helped me in a way i don't know if i had to scream that hard but somehow it helped me in the push part mm. to do that well yeah and then he came out like he it was really hard i remember like in the ring of fire or when my baby's head was crowning um she told me to stop and like not push and it was really really hard not to push because I, I just wanted him to come out I'm like I just want to yeah. see my baby <laughs> and she told me like stop stop and I did like this fire breath uh, while he was crowning like uh, since I've been in the kundalini yoga tradition it was quite easy for me but I, I was just like fire breathing like fast breaths in and out and it helped for anyone who doesn't know what a fire breath is, can you quickly just do it? Do the breath in the mic so we can hear you. Okay, so it's like so, yeah, like that. Could you hear that? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's like um, almost like a little rabbit, isn't it? That's how I usually explain fire breath. It's like a little rabbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's great. yeah, exactly. That's a very yeah. good thing to do, either through your nose or through your mouth when you are crowning your baby beautiful mm. and then finally she said okay okay you can push and then the head was out and we waited for the next contraction how was that feeling for you how was it feeling that um, your baby's head was there did you touch your baby or oh, yeah i was it was just like immense like wow it's 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 hard to explain this but it was just full of joy and like gratitude and it's i'm almost there <laughs> and i can see my baby he's for real he wasn't imaginary <laughs> like this is happening um yeah and uh, she i was just so kind of into my pushing and getting him out part so i didn't i didn't catch him, my, him myself uh, the midwife took him for me and but she placed him on my chest like straight away so yeah. and then robin was behind me and hugging us both and uh, oh. i remember robin told me that he saw uh, indri's first breath and like with that first breath he started to cry like like <laughs> And then I remember Robin. For him, it was such a such a moment, like to see that first breath of his. Yeah, it was the birth of all of us. We became parents, and wow, big moment. Did you mm. end up birthing the placenta standing up as well, or did you move? I moved into the bed and uh, had uh, Indri on me and we were just like in our love bubble connecting and he was he he went straight to my nipple he was like on my belly and he was just like straight away looking with the nipple (laughs) so I gave him the nipple and we were just there in the love bubble and I didn't even think about you know 
what was down there and that I just had given birth and then it was like a placenta that was gonna come out too like uh, <laughs> it was not in my I was in another dimension with my with my baby um, so I don't know how long it time it took before I felt like the mid was was like knocking on our our love bubble door like knock knock hey so it's time for the placenta to come out she said and I'm like okay she just pulled a little bit in the um um the cord um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah the placenta came out no problem it just I didn't feel any pain or so um yeah, it was easy for me to get it out and it looked whole nothing of it was left in there she said and yeah she showed me me the placenta and explained a bit uh what it had done for my baby and mm-hmm. and so that was fine and then she put it in a bowl and um actually robin took care of it because um i had planned to, to to eat the placenta so robin went to 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 prepare for that and um before he did it he he placed the placenta on a piece of paper and made that like a placenta tree <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, um, was he did a print of the placenta yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, and then we we dried the placenta in the oven uh, on a really low temperature, and then uh, put it into capsules. So I ate it like a yeah, like a vitamin um, when I was nursing. I think two or f- I think it, I took like four capsules a day in the beginning, and then I went down to two or so. Did I followed like, some. Yeah. Did you feel like that? helped you in any way did you or do you think that you felt an effect from that um it's hard to say uh, but just like uh in my mind it felt good to because i heard and read that the you know the nutritious in there and um could really help me to to be strong for my baby and to get like nice and breast milk for him and so so all of that felt good in my mind but I don't know if it really like helped or so um it was just more like some kind of animal instinct (laughs) to 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 do that um I didn't feel the urge to do it the second time yeah I think the whole whole thing with you know uh you know preparation and doing it it's it's it was like a love for myself like you know just self-care kind of thing and it could have been in another way but um, this time it was in that way so it was more like a, like a self-care thing i think beautiful like yeah <laughs> okay so let's leave let's leave in this and the love bubble of your first birth and let's mm-hmm. talk about your three-month-old and uh, the most recent birth you had. Yeah. So, so this time around, um, we were not sure that we w- would be able to do a home birth because uh, we had just bought our little farm here. And in Sweden, um, they don't finance you 
to do home birth, you have to to pay for it yourself. So for us, it, it's we didn't have the finances to do it this second time around. Mm, so I was kind of like prepared to give birth at the hospital, and um, uh, I heard it was a really good hospital where we live, uh, and that many midwives at that hospital really uh, promoted home births. And uh, there were bathtubs and so there, and they made like the birthing rooms cozy with pink walls and <laughs> uh, cozy lightning and, and such. So it felt kind of nice to know that. Um, it, and um, yeah, I was prepared to do that. But then we went to visit um, them. And it was still, even if it was more cozy, it was still like obviously in the hospital with all the, you know, things, hospital stuff around. And um, <clears throat> I've never felt comfortable in hospitals. Um, being a high, high sensitive person, um, I take in a lot um, and I felt um, stressed um, already just being there. Uh, even if the if the staff was really nice and, and friendly and and I spoke to some of the mothers that had given birth there and they they said only beautiful things but still my system went to, into like a stress uh, respond like oh I don't want to give birth here was like my first thought like I want to be home I don't want to be in the car to get here and um, so on. So I kind of decided there, like, I'm going to give birth at home. <laughs> um, and it's just gonna, it's just gonna, you know, happen somehow. And uh, I told, uh, actually, and in the hospital there, I met uh, a midwife and I know she's doing home births and I, I spoke to her about it. Um, but she was going to Nepal uh, at that time um, when I was about birth. Um, but she told me, oh, there's another one uh, that can maybe help you. And she, um, and she was there working also. So I spoke to her and she's like, yeah, 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 I'm, I, can, I can help you. <laughs> we didn't talk more about that, but... Um, uh, she gave me her number and we went home and I told Robin, I'm going to give birth at home. And Robin being the provider of the family, like the main provider, he's like, oh, we can't afford it. It's not, it's not possible. And I was, I told him, but maybe, maybe, maybe we don't have to pay so much. Like I just, just be open and um, maybe we can attract, attract this into our lives. Like I really feel like it's going to happen. And he's like, okay, let's see. <laughs> and um, it took a couple of weeks. Um, but then I had an, um, the midwife on the phone that said she wanted to help us. And uh, it felt really, really good to talk to her. She was such a, like, angel. She just felt so grounded and uh, just so, I felt just so much trust. Uh, towards her and um, it felt really good the whole uh, conversation and in the end I had to ask her like and how much do we need to pay you because that's really like a topic for us and she said it wasn't going to be a problem uh, she said yeah like don't worry about it like I'm here for you <laughs> wow so I just felt such immense gratitude after talking to her on the phone like 
my it just felt so good to be able to birth at home um it should be a right that all women who want to birth at home it should be uh, every woman's choice and it should be financed just as hospitals births are i think that's so important it's a human rights issue it's a woman's rights issue it's birthing the gener- mm. new generations it's birthing new mothers it is so important and oh just breaks my heart yeah. it's not available for all women it should be yeah and i think you know most women and i myself they don't really think that that's that's an option like mm. the first time around i knew about the, the, there had been ladies in the community that had given birth at home and that's why I knew it. But otherwise I wouldn't have known it. And that's, it's nothing that they tell you when you go for checkups uh, or so that that's an option. So it's something that you really need to find out yourself, I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also, um, I think, like if more and more women started to ma- demand home births, like uh, knowing their right to give birth at home, you know, the system needs to come around that and probably eventually. So, yeah, yeah. it's the only way. It's actually the only way that the customer, which is the woman in this mm. in the family, you know, it's, yeah, it's they're voting. They're voting what they want to create in their world. And so, yes, if women started to demand to want to give birth at home, then the system would have to provide that if there's enough mm. numbers, enough women calling for it. Yeah. Exactly. Writing yeah. to politicians, <laughs> standing in front <laughs> yeah. of the parliament, just like Greta Thunberg about the climate change. Imagine women exactly. standing in front of you know the parliament every day, every Thursday. We can claim the Thursday. <laughs> she has the Fridays. We can claim the Thursday and say, you know, Thursdays for women and babies and families and the right to choose, the right to choose your midwife, the right for continuity of care from the same care provider so I can feel safe for the biggest day of my life. And the choice that, mm. you know, that I have the choice as a woman where I birth my baby. If I don't want to birth under the tree, I can birth under my tree. If I want to birth at home, if I want to birth in a birth center, if I want to birth in the hospital, it should be my sovereign right as a woman. Oh, totally agree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, and, and actually what you said about like a continuous uh, care provider, that's, that was one of the main things that I wanted to to birth at home because you don't get that here in Sweden and you don't know who's going to care for you when you get into the hospital and that was like one of the most stressing parts for me not knowing uh, who is going to be there in in like this moment when I'm the most open and vulnerable um so uh that was like the the, one of the biggest topics uh that and also the driving part (laughs) to sit in the car uh, when you just want to relax and um, connect and open uh, so yeah yeah it's so mm. contraindicated to be in a car when you're in labor when mm. the hormones that needs to be you know high then gets lowered because you're you know moving you're getting out of your safe haven and you're moving in a car and you're in traffic <laughs> no, mm. Yeah, it's definitely not the best for a laboring person. Totally not. No. And it's just so, so much uncertainty around it. Also not knowing if they have space for you uh, when it's your time to birth. Because this was a smaller hospital. And yeah, maybe it was would have been full. And I would have been in the car like for a longer time to some other hospital. So yeah, 
so I was just thrilled and so happy uh, to know that I was going to give birth at home. Um, and I didn't know that until like month seven or eight or so. Do you want a natural birth, Mama? Then a natural birth course might be for you. Do you see birth as a rite of passage and an important and transformational event that you'd like to feel fully empowered in meeting? Are you, like many other women, realizing that it is time to take back your power as a birthing woman in the birth space and birth your baby your way? Would you like to feel calm and confident as you birth your baby with all the tools you need in order to meet the labor sensations naturally and be ready body, mind and soul? Do you deeply down know that your body was made to birth your baby and that you have all the inherent power and inner wisdom to do so? Are you looking for holistic midwifery wisdom and guidance to assist you and give you all the evidence-based information you need in order to feel fully sovereign in your decision-making around your pregnancy and upcoming birth? Then the natural birth course is for you. Find out more at thenaturalbirthcourse.com. Beautiful. All right. Well, now we know the the story before. So tell us about how labor, how did the, did you get any kind of signs of labor approaching this time? The due date was um, at a certain date, like always. And, you know, you you have your mind set on that. Uh, But I kind of knew, like, uh, you know, I was overdue last time. So probably I'm going to be overdue now too. Mm. Although I had spoken to like an astrologer and he said like, oh, she's going to be straight on time so I was having that in my head <laughs> so I was like what? he told me she was going to be straight on time why isn't she yeah but that's well, I guess story. that's the thing <laughs> though like that you know what is the time I mean you know which you know exactly my course you know it's a whole month that is your due month and exactly you know, that time those you know from 37 weeks to 42 weeks is what most women that's their normal but there's actually a very very small percentage that their normal actual normal is before Mm. 37 weeks and even Mm. after 42 weeks that is actually their normal gestation and it's uh you know it is a guessing um Mm. and and pregnancy and birth is still a mystery and so it's a pretty silly to to put a date I think it's very silly and I'm sure that in the future that will change because we get more and more clever and it's just a silly business to tell a woman that at 40 weeks that is her due date I think it's very 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 silly (laughs) and it just creates totally stress Totally agree. And afterwards, I, I, I know, like, I understand that my astrologer then, he had actually right. She came, <laughs> she came right on time. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, actually, like, now, this time around, um, I had so much support people around me involved uh, with the birthing. Um, uh, so um, I was overdue again. Um, but I had some contractions, like, like uh now and then coming and i thought like oh it's happening now but 
then it didn't happen. So I had some contraction signs uh, going on um, and then nothing. And that happened <clears throat> like almost from the due date until she came. Uh, so I had like few contractions coming here then. Mm. But yeah, she, she waited. And I was also a bit confused because um, they told me the due date was a certain date. And um, that was like ultrasound based. Uh, and that didn't fit with my when my when I had my last period uh, date. So it was like a four days difference. Um, anyways, so uh, when actually I gave birth, I was just about to be overdue in in the terms in their terms. Um, so I was, I was a bit stressed, actually, because mm. uh, according to the ultrasound, I had uh, gone uh, like 13 days days past my due date. And I really wanted to give birth at home. And now I just had one day, according to the ultrasound. Um, yeah, I remember so, and I had, you were talking about this in the online forum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I had my mother here and she had been here like already for two weeks, like ready. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had all the midwives because I had the one midwife I was speaking on the phone with and she wanted to be with me. Um, but she, she was also working full time at the hospital. So, you know, obviously maybe she couldn't. Mm. Uh, so she had like, uh, made like a support network for me where there were like uh, four other midwives um, around um, uh, that could help me and uh, so oh, there were like wow. five five all together uh, oh, you know, that's ready. so beautiful oh beautiful yeah. it's so beautiful and they all came here and uh, to the house and we all spoke to each other and it felt good with all of them so I um, just felt so grateful for that and so they were all like around me, five people like ready. <laughs> so that also made me a little bit stressed. Like there's so many people, you know, like involved in my birth. Like, why isn't she coming? Mm. Yeah. But yeah, and I expressed that stress to, to the midwives and they all said like, we want to be here for you. Don't you worry. Don't get, you know, don't get stressed. So they were really sweet, all of them. So it's just my inner pressure, you know. Um, yeah. and. Uh, <clears throat> anyways um she didn't come and she didn't come and then it was like day 13 and then i wanted to try like everything and uh, we had tried the sex thing we had tried like uh, the nipple massage thing we had tried i don't know like walking uh, and walking and walking and like <laughs> um all kinds of stuff massage and oxytocin producing things but she didn't come so then eventually I decided to try this drink uh, and it contains um, like apricots and uh, champagne and almonds and uh, castor oil. Yeah. And um, yeah, but I, I, I just thought like, I'm going to go for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and somebody told me that the almond... Um, actually takes away the negative effects of the cast oil oil um so then it felt safe for me and i had spoken to girls uh, mamas that had done that before and it went fine for them so i felt kind of yeah it's okay um so i did that 
and uh, I had one drink and um, I waited like a couple of hours. You're supposed to wait. And then I had another drink. And uh, after that, I put my boy to bed, Indri. And uh, while I, I was putting him to bed, I had uh, a quite strong contraction. I was lying there cuddling with him, holding him. And it was so cozy. And then my contraction came. And it was like this light contraction. So it was fine. I could still be there with him. And I, I just remember that moment. It was so beautiful because I had waited for this contraction and came and I was holding him. And yeah, it was just really a nice moment. And then uh, he fell asleep and I went up and uh, I'm like, I had a contraction. Woo! I told my mother and Robin and they're like, wow, wow, wow. Okay, it's happening. And then we were all excited. And then no, and then there was no more contractions. Like, oh, oh no. God, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, why, 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 why is it not happening? And my mom like, okay, let's calm down. Let's just play a game. Let's sit down and play some cards. And uh, I'm like, I can't play cards now. Like, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you have. Let's sit down and play cards. And that's what we did. We just ate some chocolate and drank some tea and played cards. And then. Um, yeah, we went to bed because, yeah. Um, but then I woke up by like, I think we went to bed at 10 o'clock. And when it was like 12, uh, 1 o'clock, I, I had a contraction. And then uh, it was not uh, like this soft and easy contractions. It was like full on from zero to 100, like bam uh, so i was like in a full it took it was like less than 10 minutes in between the contractions and um, they were strong mm. so we called the midwife straight away and uh, she came like half an hour later and uh, an hour later the other the other midwife came so there were tw two midwives here and uh, it was really really happening but I, I don't think I really understood it was happening because it took such a long time with my first baby. So I wasn't really like believing that it was actually happening, even though it was so strong. I'm like, okay, it's, it's painful, but maybe I'm not opening so much because uh, with the first baby, it took a really long time for me to open. It was painful, and it, but nothing really happening in the opening pace. So I was kind of like, oh, it's going to be like that now too. <clears throat> So, and then when the midwife came, she was like, but it's, it's time to push. I'm like, no, <laughs> how, how can it be? I, I don't believe you. And like, yeah, you're, you're like, and I, yeah. She, and she I actually had her like check on me because I didn't re really believe her. Like I can't be that open. I don't know why I didn't believe her. So but you she, asked like, her she, for a vaginal examination. Exactly. I asked her for that because um, and she said, you don't need it, but I'd do it if, if it makes you feel calmer. And she did it. And she said, okay, yeah, it's time to push. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty quick. That was just like an hour or two then, was it? Or Yeah, exactly. It was um, two hours from uh, the 
from the contraction, she was the first contraction two hours after she was out. Wow. So everything happened really, really fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, it's like um, I wanted to get into the water. So somehow I, before uh, when she said it was time to push, because I, th- I thought I wanted to give birth in water. I went into the water because I had a, I didn't have a birth pool, but I had my bathtub. So I just decided to go in there. Like I just need like uh, this hot water because I love the hot water; it's so nourishing. But then I couldn't move um, so much in the bathtub that I wanted. So it was like a bit like a, a comical moment. I think watching from the outside, it's like jumping into the water. Oh no, no, I don't want to be here. Jumping out of the water <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in and then like oh, and then like I'm wet, I'm cold. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah but then we did the same thing like last time because i remember it was so so nice uh and helpful uh, like putting robin on 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 the wall we went into the living room and uh, in the living room robin had made a really nice space because i had instructed him like how i wanted it like (laughs) i want fire (laughs) in the stove i want uh, candles lighted and I want uh, this music that I had chosen and he had done all that so uh, it was really yeah good man <laughs> so it was a really sweet space in here um, so I gave birth in the room I'm sitting now in, in the living room um, to uh, Robin was towards the wall and I was leaning onto him and he was squatting quite a lot. <laughs> so, and I was sitting on him like on a toilet. Like, <laughs> so like afterwards I'm like thinking, Oh, poor man, like his legs, like, wow. Yeah. So it was good for him. And it went, fa- it went fast. Um, because, uh, in a few pushes, she was out like from, from, I think it was like three or four pushes and she was out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, this time the the crown the crowning pace felt like so intense, like much more intense than with my first baby. Um, I don't know if it, if it was because she was in in the bag because my water hadn't broken yes. yet. Right, definitely. Uh, so if she's still in the bag, it just it there's a little bit more than just the head, isn't it? It's also the water and the bulging water water around yeah. yeah so it's more room we need yeah. more room mm. so I remember like like getting quite intense like in my wildness <laughs> like oh my god what is happening what's actually happening down there like it's so like much pressure like I was just like I just felt like a bit uh, yeah I, I didn't have panic but I was really wondering like what is happening down there like (laughs) how can it be like this much pressure but then my my water broke like in the crowning pace and it felt much better actually and like a release and uh, and the midwife she was really like pressing the head of the baby um uh, so it wouldn't come out too fast so she was really like holding uh, my baby's head like with her hands so it wouldn't come out too fast and um, then he let, she let go and told me to push and the head was out fully mm. and then another push and the whole body was out so <laughs> and actually I can tell you um, what uh, about um, in this pace 
you know, because you, you, you talk about it feels like you're going to have the biggest crew of your life. That's what you say <laughs> on your online course. And I, I hope, I really, like, if I had known that when I gave birth the first time, because I was kind of, like, tensing because of that feeling, like, oh, my God, there's so much pressure, like, on my anus like it feels like I'm gonna poop like it just feels so uncomfortable and like what's happening so I think I was tensing a lot like because of that so mm. I didn't really help my baby to get out I was like tensing upwards uh, but now I was remembering your words like oh it's you know if I'm gonna be able to to you know have the biggest poo of my life just relax relax so in that feeling I was really really relaxing like really working with that so I think that was really helpful so thank you Yay! I'm so happy that makes me so happy to hear and yeah. it's like <laughs> I try to always remember to say that to women because yeah it's true because otherwise especially yeah. the first time it, it's a thing you know that you go oh I'm gonna, mm. I'm gonna poo myself and so naturally like we've been indoctrinated since we were kids not to do that so mm. it's important to actually let go <laughs> yeah and just that explanation of the biggest poo of your life it's it's like you understand the feeling you know how it feels to to, to poo you know so yeah it's just very comprehensible Mm. <laughs> oh beautiful thanks for that feedback <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so your baby's out mm. what happens then did your midwife catch your baby yeah and... actually yeah we, I, I catched her but my midwife oh. helped to, to okay. hold her but oh. I, I actually managed to catch her and uh, we lifted her up on, on my chest and um, there was just silence and silence and she didn't move and like after a while, I'm like, oh, is this, isn't she supposed to make a sound? And I was like looking at the midwives a bit like, and they were like just looking at me with like trust and groundedness. And then she started to cry. So whew, it's mm. all fine. Mm. Mm. So she, she made her, her, her voice heard. And, um, and uh, yeah, I put her by the nipple quite, quite fast. And she, she was a good little, uh, she did the right thing, sucking. She's a, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, they just know what to do when they come out. Like, it's just this instinct, right? Yeah. Mm. They're amazing. They're so clever. Yeah. So then we were just sitting on the floor. And uh, I had a mattress uh, in the living room. Uh, so they helped me to transition to the mattress and I think my mother was there and like you know taking all the blood of the floor <laughs> like doing all the practical stuff around which I'm really grateful for I didn't think of any of that of course and then we were just cuddling on on the mattress um, the three of us me Robin and uh, and our new little baby mm. Mm. and uh, yeah, it was the same like last time. We were just in our bubble, bubbling, bubbling. And then... Bubbling, bubbling, that's a new way. <laughs> new way of describing. Yeah. We were just bubbling, bubbling away in our bubble. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that. Like you're in a bubble and you're just floating away like into another love dimension. Yeah, that's the uh, magic of birth, especially, well, because you're doing it naturally and you're allowing all the hormones and the cascade, it's just you know, the peak of oxytocin happens at birth. Like you'll never experience that much euphoria and that much love and that much expansiveness. And, you know, it's so, mm. it's, I don't know how many hundred times more than an orgasm. 
the you know the mm. flood of oxytocin through your body which is the love hormone which also pushes your baby mm. out but it's the love hormone so it's an amazing thing to experience and we can all feel it it's amazing as midwives in the room we also mm. get that so we get all like giddy and loving you know driving home from a home birth or any birth like just having been at a birth i always feel like so elated and so filled myself i also feel like a love bubble but mine is obviously you know mm. tiny compared to what you and your partner experience in that moment and your baby mm. yeah and so the placenta came out uh just like the first time actually um they told me to push uh, and i pushed it out and it came out in one push um yeah and this time we froze it um and i'm planning to to plant it in the garden with the tree like that mm-hmm. oh, beautiful wow so those were your two beautiful home births please uh, yeah. share with us what made these two births feel empowering and positive for you what made them so empowering and positive I think like with the first birth um <clears throat> since I knew a woman had given birth at home I started to to study that like to read about it and to watch movies and find out more about that <clears throat> so I kind of educated myself in in what <clears throat> options there were and um I think that was a really empowering part for me just to to know my options and to to know what I wanted and not just to be like a passive uh sort of like and um so I I I read all about K vitamin and uh, the when to cut the cord and you know got all the info about um birthing and and um, pain relief and and such um and from that point i could go into silence and and kind of like what do i want you know with all that information how do i want it to happen how do i want it to be uh, and for that that was really empowering for me just to know that uh, and to be able to communicate that and uh, um so that's that's a recommendation if you're a first time uh, mama to be like to really educate yourself around this topic and um and uh, really know what you want and um, and then from that point when you know what you want just communicate that and and make the people and the support people around you um trust in you I think that's what's why uh, Robin trusted in me so much because he's a nurse and he's he's working in hospital environments and he's uh, like used to this risk thinking you know what can go wrong and so but since I was so like comfortable and in uh, giving birth at home and so much in my trust it made him feel him feel trust mm. so yeah I think that's really important this one is is a, a big one i think because uh, uh with your partner or support person like really make sure that you are in a good that you like if you had any issues or conflicts or something underneath that's like nagging or itching like make sure that that's out of the way like before birth because uh, you really want to feel connected like i had that experience um when we were in the wait- waiting pace uh, of birthing my second one like 
uh, me and Robin, we, we came into a conflict and um, it's like, I don't want to give, my feeling was so strong. I don't want to give birth when we're in this conflict. Like I really, really need to feel deeply connected to him if I'm able to, to birth. So my advice is also just to be like really like sweet and nice to each other. And if there's something itching, uh, communicate it and get it out before the, the action. Uh, so you can really relax. Yeah, absolutely. And that can also be a reason why you might not go into labor. If you hold worry or stress or anxiety about something that can actually prevent labor starting as well, stress hormones. So that's a very good advice. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you know, if you have a first time mama, you know, in front of you right now, who really wants to have a natural and empowering birth, what kind of advice or pearls of wisdoms would you give her? And those are beautiful. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? Mm, yeah, I think just get into, like, I would actually advise any new mama to be to, to get to to join your online course or to to get into some other like uh, <laughs> uh, community where there's like empowering birth stories around like connect with other mamas that had given birth naturally mm. and um, like yeah just bathe in that stuff like just get this positive birth stories into your system so you can start to feel uh, that it's true for you uh, so you can start to relax in your body and not be in this fear vibration that is around birth a lot because um, I remember when I told people that I wanted to birth at home many of them told me like this horror stories like oh if I had given birth at home mm. uh, my child would have been dead now uh, like so um, yeah. <laughs> stopping people there and like or, or also, of course, feel compassion and love towards them, but but also mm. knowing that that this doesn't have to be the scenario for you. And there's so many yeah. empowering uh, birth stories out there. And yeah, we we are nature. Our bodies are nature, mm. and, and nature is like it's so intelligent. Uh, just trusting in that intelligence and trusting in your body and trusting in your baby and um, that everything will will work out yeah and, uh, absolutely and I think that you know this is a really important topic that you know I know that this is the dominant answer that people get especially out in mm. the wider community there's some pockets in the world that have higher rates of home birthing like here in Byron Bay but otherwise mm. you know uh, this is usually what people will say that, you know, my baby would have died or if I hadn't been in hospital. And if you are a low-risk mama, so saying that, you know, you are healthy and fine and you don't have any risk factors and your pregnancy is low-risk, so there's no risk factors with your baby or pregnancy, then evidence show that it is equally safe to be birthing at home as it is to be birthing in a birth center and hospital. You know, it's it's really important to understand that and for women to know that it's not higher risk to birth at home if you and your pregnancy and your baby is low risk. And midwives are highly qualified to handle the normal emergencies that can happen both in hospital and at home and carry the drugs and has, you know, the skills to manage different things that can happen. And they're also really, really good at creating the optimal environment 
for physiological birth, for the cascade of hormones to work. You know, one of the best things to prevent bleeding after birth, which I know is a fear of mamas, can be one of the fears, is actually to keep the love bubble that you're talking about. That is the best, the best thing to prevent a postpartum hemorrhage is to when you birth your baby, you instantly go skin to skin and you just stay in that beautiful bubble of feeling the awe and the love. And, and then you go to breastfeeding, which even more increases the oxytocin because that's what nipple stimulation does and so midwives know this so we facilitate that because we want to make sure that you are in the safe cocoon and we're super vigilant you know looking for anything that might not be you know normal and we act on that so you know birthing at home is as safe as birthing in hospital if you are obviously a low-risk mama with low-risk pregnancy and low-risk baby on board mm. just wanted to say that <laughs> Yeah, I remember thinking while I was uh, um, in contraction here, uh, when everything went so fast with my second baby, like imagine if I was in the car now, like, yeah. oh my God, like, oh my God. Like this, it's just so unnatural, I feel. And um, I was also like, wow, all you mamas out there that did that, like, wow, on you. Because, and that, you know, that you were able to birth in those conditions. Like, yeah. of course, the baby has to come out and will come out. But, mm. yeah, I think, you know, uh, if you're just ha can relax well when it starts and can be at home and it helps you to have a natural birth rather mm. than stressing into the car and, you know, yeah. not, not knowing what to expect when you come to the hospital. So. Yeah. And ultimately, mm. you know, you should always birth where you feel the most safe. And you got this very strong feeling instantly in the hospital that you did not want to birth in the hospital and you really felt safe at home. And I encourage all mamas mm. to, to really feel into that. You know, this is one of the first things in the natural birth course that I talk about. It's so important. You know, if you feel most safe to birth in hospital, you should birth in hospital, you know, and you should put mm. things in place so that you can, you know, do that car ride in a way that is, you know, most optimal for you to stay in your birth bubble and, you know, and, and birth in a hospital or in a birth center, wherever you feel safe. So there's nothing wrong, obviously, at the birth in a hospital. It's really to listen to your own feeling and that ultimately women should have choices. That's what we really wanted to say, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I just remembered, um, like, um, one, one thing for me, too, <laughs> is food. I don't know if you're particular with food, but, like, uh, when giving birth, you know, um, I, it's just like a you can um, prepare uh, like nice and celebration food or like uh, smoothies and uh, you know actually I read um, a Kundalini yoga book uh, about birthing and uh, in that book it stood like everywhere like you should have natural fruit juice popsicles you should have natural <laughs> and it came like so many times like me and my my now we were laughing about it. It's like it's, it's saying it on like every page, like recommending to have natural food juice popsicles. I'm like wh why? And then we're like we have to do it. So I made we made like a juice, uh, like uh, from celery and ginger and veggies and nice stuff, and um, we froze it into like like little ice cream things. And it was so if you're gonna birth in in your bathtub. Uh, at home for example it's just so nice to have this ice 
cooling thing and mm. filled with nutrition. It was just like I remember that moment uh, when I got it, like a bliss moment in, in between my contractions when I got this natural fruit juice popsicle <laughs> in my hand. <laughs> oh my god, I love uh, that. <laughs> It was. I just remember, and after giving birth this time, we, we had made the same. Like um, so, this birth, the, the second one was so intense. So I didn't really have the time to think about that. But afterwards, when she was out and she was on my belly, uh, I got this natural fruit juice popsicle in my hand, and it was just like bliss, like so filled with good stuff. And um, yeah do that if you if you feel the calling just or it doesn't have to be natural food just popsicle just something that you really like and love um mm. to have and put in your mouth even if you're going to the hospital to bring some something um to mansion um yes yeah absolutely i love that tape that is amazing a natural fruit juice popsicle i i know that women love and i i do say that you know to pack that or ask for it in the hospital like yeah, to chew on ice and especially sometimes it can be hard to even drink water or anything when you're in labor. So just having that mm. ice in your mouth, a lot of women love that. And a, a popsicle is even better because it also gives you energy. So that's two in one. Brilliant. I love that. The best tip. Um, yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you would like to share? No, I just want to, I just want to send so much love out there to, to all the mamas to be and to to all the women and just want to I just want us to understand you know how powerful we are and how like our bodies are just such great you know vehicles for this to happen so I just want to send like lots lots of lots of love I did this two times you can do it and uh, yeah it's, it's just gonna be amazing and affirmation is good just affirm like how beautiful um your birth is going to be and like make it a celebration mm. <laughs> thank you so much Frida, for all your wisdom it's been lovely to have you on the natural birth podcast it's been lovely to be here thank you so much Thank you for listening. If you love this podcast, then please share it. Grade it on iTunes and leave a comment. If you want to connect on social media, you can find me on Facebook as The Spiritual Midwife or on Instagram as The underscore Spiritual underscore Midwife. Thank you for listening.